1: That's 800-760-1845.
2: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on!
3: What's going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday. New Pacific 3 Eastern, Sunday 3 Pacific 6 Eastern. Tuesday on this show, you know what that means. My favorite shows tonight: NXT. We'll be the lineup for that show here after a while. AW is tomorrow. AW Dynamite got a lot of big things announced for the show. Six matches and/or segments announced for the show tomorrow. And, of course, last night was Raw. We are on our way to WrestleMania. And, you know, Raw had its ups and it had its downs. We're going to talk about all of it here on the program today. It is official. I know you're stunned. They didn't even act on the show like you would be stunned. It is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against the Usos for the Undisputed Tag Team Titles coming up at WrestleMania and we have uh actually three shows left. For some reason. You know, my match at Black Label Pro on March twenty-fifth is so important that I keep thinking it's WrestleMania weekend. But it's not. WrestleMania weekend is the weekend after this. So this was not the Go Home Raw. They got another they got another show coming up next week. And of course SmackDown, two weeks of SmackDown. So we'll tell you about that here today. The new Japan Cup has wrapped up. Am I out $5 or am I $5 richer? Or am I exactly the same because I can't get any money? I can't get the PayPal of the guy I owe money to. So I'm leaving this up to you, chat. You need to get me DJ Convoy's PayPal so I can pay him. You hear me? So figure that out amongst yourselves. And, of course, we got the ratings for Rampage, the ratings for SmackDown. Shouldn't read too much into this, but... It's wrestling on the internet, so everybody does. So we'll tell you about that. We got text messages 425 780 7566. That's 425 780 7566. Back in a moment with more Observer Live.
1: rates
2: you are listening to wrestling observer live with brian alvarez and mike sempervivi on the sports byline broadcasting network
3: all right
4: back on the show wrestling observer live mike sempervivi here with you brian
3: alvarez doing some technical stuff right now what do you think i am some noob i'm all ready to go I have to jump in here Hey listen, my dander's up. Oh yeah? Yeah. First off because you can't I, yell more than yesterday, can I you? I couldn't get a damn PayPal for DJ who I owed money to. But you know what? I gotta I gotta address something here about Raw last night because we're doing the show live and like as the show is is wrapping up, there there are these, these people. And by the way, this is the this is not the normal YouTube chat, the nerds that are watching for free, the the freeloaders who you know, just type a bunch of stupid stuff. I'm talking people that actually pay, who are far more intelligent. I I started seeing some comments last night, and I was like, what is this person talking about? And then, you know, as I as I tried to get like the the chat ended because the show was over, and it just disappeared. So so I I pretty much forgot about it. And then I went on the board today, and uh, and I saw more of it. And so I need to I need to address something here. Because okay, give me
4: some context. I will. Here. I will. Okay.
3: Sometimes I I see people criticizing things, and uh, you know I think this guy's just he's looking to cause trouble, or my favorite, he's trying to play gotcha. I like that one, or he's just being a troll or whatever. But sometimes you'll see people like that. But then you kind of think, you know, maybe there are actually level-headed, knowledgeable people that might be thinking the exact same thing. So I would like to address it here very quickly. Okay. This guy was mad, and apparently there were people that were on the chat last night that were asking the same question, and they were like, why were Dave and Brian angry about some of the insider terminology used? You'll never guess. Yeah, but. Why were they angry at some of the terminology used on AEW this past Wednesday, but they weren't angry about some of the insider terminology that Roman Reigns used? On Monday, and like when they said this, I went, "What? You're you're actually comparing what was said on Wednesday to what was said? On, is you're doing that, huh? Okay. Well, you know, maybe some people are are thinking that. So I will address this in a calm manner without yelling. The only thing I can figure that they're talking about.
4: He's laughing to prevent from screaming. Is right when now.
3: Roman Reigns said. You you couldn't get over here, so you left and started a company. You couldn't get over there, so you came back here, and then you got over, and then your body failed on you. I think that's what they're mad about because I can't I can't think of anything else they said that was even remotely insider. Okay. Well, my friends, if you want me to be as mad about that or or compare that to when. Sammy Guevara went on TV and said, I was hired to be a job guy. Bro, I don't know what to tell you, okay? The term getting over, yeah, it's a wrestling term. But you know what getting over means? It means, you know, you went from whatever to all of a sudden the people like you. There's nothing about that phrase that says that pro wrestling is not real, okay? Ronda Rousey got over with the fans in the UFC, Right? Colby Covington, like, that dude wasn't that great a fighter, but he got over by doing a bunch of crazy stuff. And next thing you know, he's in main events making a lot of money, and, you know, they just throw title matches at him or whatever. Is Nick Diaz over? Nick Diaz got over. Like, these guys got over. You can get over in wrestling. You can get over in sports. Like, you know, whoever comes to date your daughter, he can get over with you. Whatever. And there's nothing about that 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 screams this is a fake business, okay? But when a guy goes, I was hired to be a job guy, that means I was hired to be the guy that loses the matches so that the star can't lose. That means it's fake. When the guy goes, I was hired to be the bump guy, that means, well, the star doesn't want to fall down too much, so I'm going to fall down for him. That's what it means. That means it's fake. So my criticism with what Sammy said was, all you have to do is say, you know, I was brought in here to carry a dude's bags, and I ended up a three-time champion. It's it's literally saying the exact same thing, but it's miles better, okay? There was nothing about, hey, you know, you didn't get over here, so you let... You know what didn't get over? Stardust, okay? It didn't get over. Whether it's real or fake, Stardust didn't get over. Then he went to AEW, and he wanted to be like a, a big-time hero to the people, and they booed him. He did not get over as a hero. Whether it's real or fake, that's what happened. In fact... Him not getting over was actually real. And then he comes here and, you know, he got over and then his, his body gave out. There was literally nothing about that that exposed the business. So I don't know why I'm supposed to get mad about one and not get mad about a... And then the other thing I heard, which I would also like to address, is, you know, they announced uh, Kenny Omega versus Vakingo out of the blue last last week on, on AEW. And then people were like, they should have explained who, this, who the heck is this Vakingo, okay? And then, of course, you know, the Roman uh, promo was about you left. You didn't get over. You left. You started your own company. And then, you know, you came back. And then, you know, I I presume this one was people just trying to play gotcha. They're like, well, shouldn't he have to explain what promotion he started? So here's the thing, everybody, with uh, with wrestling and all storytelling, okay? If the people you are telling the story to need to know something for whatever reason, then you should tell them. If it doesn't matter whether they know what you're talking about or not, the story is still the story, then you don't need to tell them. Do you understand? I'll give you an example. Who is Zack Sabre Sr.? Who is he? Like, do you want me to come on the show and be critical of New Japan because they have never explained to me who Zack Sabre Sr. is? Well, I'm not going to because you know what? It doesn't matter. If if the reality is, you know, if 850,000 people are watching Dynamite on Wednesday, the fact of the matter is there's a fair portion of them who have no idea who Vikingo is, okay? They don't know who he is, right? Vinny on the, on the show he called him Vikingo. Vikingo, he doesn't know who he is. Okay, <laughs> so the point is, if you if you really want people, like if you want that match to like get people to tune in, then you got to tell people who Vikingo is because they don't know. All right, if you don't care, then it doesn't matter. But like, if you want that to mean something, you got to tell people. And I actually, think they had a video package of him on Friday, so I'm not even complaining about this one. But the story that that Roman Reigns was telling about Cody. The point of the story is. Cody always runs away. That's the point of the story. It doesn't matter what the other company was in the story. It doesn't matter that it's AEW. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. What matters in the story is he was stardust and he ran away. He went somewhere else and he tried something and he ran away. And at WrestleMania, he's going to lose and he's going to run away again. That's the important part of the story. You don't have to tell people what AEW is. I don't understand why I have to explain this to people. Like, you know, it doesn't matter who Zack Sabre Sr. is. It doesn't matter in the story of Zack Sabre Jr. You can write an entire Wikipedia about his whole career, and not it, nowhere does it matter who Zack Sabre Sr. is, so you don't have to tell people. Do you understand? Yes. me. It's, I it's, know. it's, it's,
4: it's... And when they do need to explain something, like, you know, show to Umino's father... Then that makes sense. Or Katsuyori Shibata that then that makes if sense If it's
3: important. Yeah. Yeah, and, you have to tell people. Is. If it's not important, you don't have to tell them. I missed ninety nine point
4: nine percent. I'm one of the luckiest people on earth this entire weekend. That match being announced and all of the hullabaloo that went around it and all the debate and the fighting and the slings and arrows, I missed almost all of it to the point I'm shocked that it actually got to that point, really, over this particular issue. Especially if they ended up showing a highlight package on Friday. I mean, I don't know exactly what this controversy is about other than I'm happy that I'm not involved in it because it seems really stupid. (laughs) Whatever it is.
3: Well, you know, there's a lot of stupidity out there on the internet. But you know what's not stupid is NXT tonight. We have got a lineup for this show. In fact, we've added something I can't even believe. We have uh, Lyra Valkyra, whatever her name is, against Ivy Nile in a qualifier. Tiffany Stratton versus Indy Hartwell in a qualifier. Jesus. Ilya Dragodov and JD McDonough, which should be great. And then I am not making this up. There will be a great debate. Between Chase you and the schism. (laughs) I may not be around tomorrow. Back in a moment of Super Life.
0: Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: And hey, I'm a fair guy. Mm-hmm. Had a big, long debate with Dave last night. Seth, I heard. Seth puts this bloke on the table. He goes up to the top, and then he's supposed to jump and put him through the table, but he didn't make it halfway. He no, just... Brian. No. No, Brian. No. Well, listen. I went back and watched it, okay? And... I was wrong. They did pull the guy off the table, okay? But, and Mike was listening because I watched this over and over during the break. I actually, I swear to God, I got out my gimmick right here, my phone, and I used the stopwatch feature to find out exactly how long they showed these guys pulling the guy off the table. That's it. Can you see that? (laughs) 0.60 seconds. Oh, Brian is so bad at his job. He doesn't pay attention. (laughs) <laughs> he missed something that happened in point six zero seconds. That's how long it was on the screen. .60. God. No, Brian. People think I'm mad about being wrong. I'm not mad about being wrong. I'm mad I had to watch the entire segment with Seth in that stupid outfit, dancing around like an idiot. And then you know this. Uh, what's this other guy's name? Logan. Logan Paul. This guy's supposed mm-hmm. to be a heel. Let's talk about his heelish ways. Okay. He, first he buries the Miz, goes, I don't want you on my show, you suck. Then, you know, he starts making fun of, of Seth for being, you know, knocking him out, which in fact he did knock him out, and Seth's response was to laugh at it. So, you know, I'm on Logan's side here. You knocked him oh, out, man. bro, good job. And then <laughs> Seth starts dancing out like an idiot, and, you know, Logan's like, your outfit is stupid and your music sucks. These people are tone deaf, you know? And then, of course, he gets in the ring, and, and away we go.
4: And much like you, because that is right up your alley, you are Logan Paul in all of this. Just like you, the sports references that they fed to him fell flat like they would if you came out of your mouth as well. You
3: know, know, I'm a good heel. I don't have to bury the local sports team. (laughs) Cheap heat. I just have to tell people what happened, and it makes people very angry. You ever notice that? I think it could be because of your personality and how you say things. Maybe, possibly. No, not at all. Okay. Sonata defeated David Finley, to win this year's New Japan Cup. The newest member of just five guys <laughs> won the tournament for the first time. After- you know what would be really amazing that I hadn't even thought about? Yes. What if, like, New Japan, you know, New Japan USA, they're always doing so much stuff in California. What if they actually got a 5 Guys sponsorship? Has anybody thought about that? Yes, everybody has thought about that. Has anybody, like, d- determined if this is what's going on? So anyway, they got the just five guys now. They may want to jump on that before they get sued over some merch or something like that. So, Rocky, get on this. It uh, He hit his new move, a modified DDT, cut a promo, said he was happy to win the tournament in his hometown, called out Okada, and, and Okada said, Just because you change your hair color in Allegiance doesn't mean you can beat me. Now... You know, I I did lose five dollars to old DJ here, but I lost five dollars because of my belief that well, not even a belief. It's just I don't want to see this guy go lose to Okada for the fiftieth time when he just can't hold on to the skull end and has to let go for a moonsault that he misses and then gets he's rainmakered.
4: Got the Brian, new move. He's he got new hair. He
3: needs to win the championship, and it needs to be Sonata's time. If Hallelujah. not, it's a waste of my time.
4: Hallelujah. I don't like
3: wasting my time.
4: I don't think it's they care about it being a waste of your time. It would be a waste then of everyone's time if they somehow do yeah. something with Sonata here and they don't follow up with it. He either loses or he wins, but then just really turns around, gives the belt right back to Okada. I don't think that's going to help either. No, The smartest thing you can do, the new look, all this sort of stuff, he's not a young man. He is physically incredibly, he looks great, but he's an older guy. He's been around for a long time now. This is it. And this would be a great opportunity. You have a native who's worked with everybody. He's been around. He's got more popularity in Japan than he does, I think, to Western fans. And they have far more invested in him than Western fans do. So if it's not now, it doesn't make any sense to me. I like a lot of the moves New Japan has made this year, even though I don't like some of the Bullet Club stuff and, and some of the same old things that they do I don't like. But they are doing some newer things the use of just five guys, the breaking off of Minoru Suzuki from that group. Now you have Sentaka basically as a player coach with Sonata being the lead guy to go against Naito and Okada and Tanaha. All these guys we know he can have great matches with. I think this is great. I hope they go with it for at least six months. If nothing else, when it gets time around the G1 and certainly before... The Tokyo Dome. You can make a move if it's not working, but I bet you this is going
3: to work. Listen, everybody. If the winner is just going to go lose to Okada, then it didn't have to be Sonata. It could have been anybody. Could have been. If F- Okada it be Finley. is just going to win, he could have just beaten Finley. Finley even getting into that match, fighting for the IWGP title on a major show, having a, a great match and losing—that's fine for Finlay. Okay. But if Sonata's going to win this thing, then he needs to win. Yes. And somebody on the on the chat, I love the chat. Have I ever mentioned that? The Twitch chat is a lot of good homies. Okay? That's why I read that one and not the YouTube one. But someone was like, they don't need to take the belt off Okada this quick. And I was like, listen, guys. It's this quick. Okada is one of, if not, the greatest professional wrestler that has ever lived. Okay? Okada had, arguably... One of the greatest championship reigns there has ever been. I'm not talking about, oh, we're not going to beat the guy for 900 days or, you know, whatever. I'm talking, like, if you look at the quality of matches that he had during that reign, there has probably, arguably, never been a greater reign in history, okay? With all due respect, been there, done that, okay? What, he's going to win and face Naito again? What, oh, he's going to win and face Tanahashi again? Bro, I've seen the matches, okay? He can still have great matches, but it is time to move into the future, okay? Whether it's Sonata or whoever. I'm not saying he should never be the champion again or whatever, but, like, the idea that he just won the belt and he needs a lengthy reign. No, he doesn't. He's he held, doesn't.
4: He's held it seven times
3: seven times seven times
4: and he had a 700 and something day title reign like he is great finley going as you mentioned and losing a big match against him would have taken him a long way sonata needs to win that belt and the reality of the situation is because aew wwe because credibility matters, because wins and losses do matter, because scenarios and situations that have happened in the past you know, are treated with some reverence and aren't just skipped over and you don't just hotshot everything. This is where that stuff also really pays off because there's a whole lot you can cultivate because of Sonata being there for so long with so many people, whether they be new challengers like an El Phantasmo or somebody like that, or whether they be somebody we've seen him before and know can have a great match like Zack Sabre Jr. who's leading his new group or Osprey or whoever it is.
3: We got some uh, ratings to talk about here, but this is one of those deals. Like, uh, hey, don't read too much into this internet. So, Rampage on Friday did four hundred and seventy-four thousand viewers, up six percent, highest since January thirteenth, at a point eighteen in eighteen to forty-nine, up twenty percent last week. Now, the reason you shouldn't read too much into this is a like there was there was it was just it's just weird. The show started. Two over two hours later, so obviously, you know, I saw some people going, "They should always start at midnight." No, they shouldn't. No, (laughs) it started two hours later because there was an NCAA basketball tournament game. But that NCAA basketball tournament game did 2.38 million viewers and a 0.82. Okay, so that lead-in really helped Rampage. If you're going to do an NCAA uh, basketball game like 52 weeks a year and then Rampage will start after, that's fine. But that's not what's going to happen. So anyway, you know, it was was a much better number than it should have been. But it also greatly benefited from a very, very strong lead-in. And then SmackDown on Friday did uh, 2.25 million viewers, which is the second lowest number of the year. Down 2.7% from last week, down 6% and .59. But, of course, it also was up against the NCAA basketball tournament, which uh, destroyed everything, cable, network, uh, pre-show. The three games that went head-to-head with SmackDown combined to average almost 10 million viewers. So that's another number you can uh, disregard. As they say... It is what it is. You know when they say that? It is what it is? That's Zen.
4: Hey, it is what it is, and that's all it's going to be, okay? And you know what I miss in this new era, and I know this has got nothing to do with really anything you just said, except for the fact you brought up real sports. And over time, one thing that I miss about crusty professional wrestlers when you meet them now Nobody thinks that sports is fixed anymore, whereas you used to meet old professional wrestlers, and everything was fixed. Would not say everything. nobody.
3: Would not say nobody. But it is, much, to... it is much rarer nowadays.
4: Yeah, i mean, I, I, I got to be honest. Of all the conspiracy theory things you can hear from pro wrestlers, especially older ones, I, I miss the whole the, the Super Bowl is fixed, the March, everything is somehow fixed. I think we
3: may have more people in the chat that think the NFL is fixed than actual wrestlers nowadays. But, well, uh, it's depending on your team choice. It can be the case.
4: Look, if anything's fixed, it's the NFL's, you know, fixing things against the Atlanta Falcons.
3: we had head to it's a problem. break, and then we'll do the uh, Raw report when we come back, everybody. Doesn't that sound like a lot of fun? Well, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, fine. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
0: Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results.
1: That's 800-965-1295 If
0: you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. Here's the number. Call now.
1: 800-278-1738. 800-278-1738. 800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738.
2: are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back here on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we do the Raw Report? I guess. Well, of course we should. It's that time. So there was some good stuff and there was some not good stuff on the show. But let's look at all of it here. So, uh, and there were segments that were, I, I believe, Vince segments. And every time I say that, people go, you know there were stupid segments before all of Yeah, there were, okay. But, you know, there were a lot of stupid segments on NXT. And I feel like I can tell there's been an NXT stupid segment, like yeah. what they did with Miz and Dexter Loomis, and a Vince stupid segment. Yes, I've been watching you, all of these for years, okay? If you
4: do something long enough, you have an intuition, okay? Today is the birthday of the one of the greatest DJs and producers of all time, DJ Premier. And any time you hear a DJ Premier beat or a Timberland beat or Pharrell or there's something distinctive about the sound, and the same
3: thing happens when it comes to some of these Vince segments. Yeah. And I people people are here like Vince is running the whole thing. He's not running the whole thing. Okay? He's just not. I, I watched all of Vince at his worst. He's not running the whole thing. Okay? A lot of this stuff is being run by Hunter, including the main event segment with, you know, Roman Reigns and Sammy. But there's other stuff on this show. I mean, you know, don't tell me otherwise. It's it's happening. So Kevin Owens comes out with Sammy. They're super over. They put each other over. They essentially tell us, well, we all know where this is going. Usos, come on out here. We want this match at WrestleMania. And then you want to know a Vince McMahon thing. They said, uh, last week you convinced me it was time to take out the bloodline together. Sammy says, we both know what comes next. And then in the most preposterously dramatic manner possible, they both go. And they look at that sign. My God. You know what that is? branding. And Vince loves his branding. So the,
4: I'm sorry, I just want to throw in on the WWE website, they've gotten to the point now where when you go to the front page, you can actually click on moments in history, famous moments in history, with people pointing to and looking at the sign. I swear to God.
3: You know there's a generation coming up that wants nothing more than to be able to look at that sign someday? Point, yes, yes. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> so I'll come the Usos, and to cut to the chase, Jimmy says... This ain't happening. We're not wrestling you at Mania. We're not wrestling you for these titles. It's not happening. You guys have been together three days. We've been together forever. You don't deserve a title shot. But then Jay says, you know, we could solve this Sammy and Kevin problem in one fell swoop. So you know what? We accept. And he accepts the match. And a big brawl breaks out. And as they're brawling, Solo, Roman, and Paul arrive after the challenge has already been made. And Roman ain't happy. Because in canon, Roman is always watching the show. He's always paying attention to what's going on. Because he's wildly intelligent. Unlike these other idiots that something happens on the show, they don't even watch the show or know what's going on. Theory versus Montez Ford. So, listen. I really got nothing against Theory, but he does nothing for me in the ring. Like, this was another one. Montez Ford was, like, he was more charismatic. He was more explosive. He had a better performance. Like, it was the exact same thing as as last week. And, of course, you know, he lost clean. Theory beat him. And then said, you don't believe in me, now you do? Same with John. He doesn't believe in me, but he's going to believe in me at WrestleMania. Then Roman meets with the Usos. He is not impressed. And he essentially says, I need everyone to leave except you, Jay. So Jay is alone in the ring with Roman. And this is exactly what they did like six months ago when Roman Reigns had a meeting with Sammy. And he didn't trust the guy. And Sammy gave his side of the story. And when it was over, Roman said, I heard what I needed to hear. It, they did the exact same thing with Jay. Jay gives his side of the story. I'm bloodline. I'll always be bloodline. I'm with you. I love you. And he leaves. And Paul shows up an ex- exact same question. Did you find out the answers you were looking for? And Roman says yes. I like that they're doing this. It's exactly the same thing they did that led to Roman deciding Sammy needed to go. Does he mean the exact same thing this time? Or does he not? We do not know. They announced Street Profits, Strowman and Ricochet, Alpha Academy, Viking Raiders for WrestleMania. These are showcase matches. Chelsea shows up. She wants a match tonight. She threatens to block Adam Pierce on Twitter. There's another thing, you know. It used to be subtle. They, they were a little more subtle when Vince was gone, but now it's like the announcers have to say, Oh, man, Karen here. I mean, Chelsea. In case you're dumb... Her gimmick is she's a Karen, okay? Now they're just flat-out telling you in case you're stupid. Which leads us to a Brock Omos video package. Man, was this right up Vince's alley. Mm. Omos comes out, squashes Ali. Dolph is looking on backstage. They're still, they're still continuing this thing with Ollie and Dolph. Who could possibly care? Is Who? That on, is that what's on Level Up? I don't know! <laughs> Then we had the Logan Paul segment. We talked about this earlier. But yeah, Logan Paul's out there. Seth cuts his mic backstage. He dances to the ring like an idiot. Tackles the guy. Dudes come out and break it up. I mean, I thought Logan did a great job. It was a really good brawl. But I will say one thing. It is not really a criticism or anything like that. I guess it sort of is. But Bro, we have a pull-apart brawl like twice on every show. They love their pull-apart brawls leading up to WrestleMania. They announced WrestleMania the Musical with Miz is on social media. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anybody watch this, except for people that work for the company? Anybody? What's a dude's name
4: that is a big WWE fan did uh, Jefferson or whatever? Lynn manuel
3: Miranda or whatever sure. it is? Did he have anything Ron to Juan Manuel. With
4: this? Something like that.
3: Uh, I don't know if he did this or not. I don't know. Hamilton. Did I say yeah, Jefferson? Hamilton. That's Jefferson? God. That's the sequel. All Lee about the Louisiana well. Purchase. It's
4: going to be crazy. Did you
3: hear that, Dom? Dom, no, you me. <laughs> Golly. He gave up, too. Some people don't like dead air. I don't care. <laughs> Johnny Gargano faced Dominic Mysterio. And, uh, Man, this was straight out of Vince as well. Johnny Gargano comes out, and they, they go out of their way to go, you know, this uh, NXT stand in a show, Johnny Gargano has a big match with Grayson Waller. And then Corey has to say, yeah, they had a brawl outside of uh, Johnny's house in the lawn. You know, I think Johnny should change his name to Garden Gnome. No. You know, because he's small. And then they beat him. <laughs> they just beat him clean. Dominic Mysterio beats this guy. So, whatever. I'm going to. St- Actually, I don't know if I'm going to stand the I got to th- figure this out. I just sure. thought about that. Anyway, that's another one to worry about. Then, uh, Paul says the tribal chief is proud of the Usos. He wants them to go to the private jet and eat. But, but not you, Solo. Roman wants to talk to you. Then we have the corniest, goofiest, nuttiest, wackiest. Edge is doing a promo. And this was just like Roddy Piper in the bathroom in 2002. They turn the lights off. This guy puts a lighter up to his face to, you know, to look spooky. And then they play this goofy music. And then he calls the cell the Cathedral of Pain. And it's going to be Finn as the demon against himself as the devil. So he's probably doing like the brood entrance. And they're going to do a Hell in a Cell match in their Halloween costumes. This was all kinds of hokey. Rhea's out to cut a promo. Damage control comes out, and uh, this leads to a match. It's Bailey versus Rhea Ripley. And again, here's another one. Vince, before he left, had the bright idea of turning Becky Lynch heel, having her lie about what the fans thought about her, and then every week she came out in some absolutely ridiculous getup, like Seth does now. And, like, the moment Vince was gone, like, the first thing that Triple H did is he was like, get out of that outfit, and you're a babyface now. Well, she was way more over as a babyface than she was as a heel wearing stupid outfits. And uh, they're doing this match, and guess who, would, who should come out in a stupid outfit again? And now she's got a giant oversized bag of popcorn she's eaten. I was like, "Huh, wow." Well, anyway, she's out there eating popcorn. The two feuding factions feud. Bailey gets hit with a riptide and pinned. Speaking of fingerprints, Chad Gable's out there. He finds Otis getting a manicure. He says, "Otis, I got a big match tonight. I got us into this showcase match. I'm gonna be facing Ricochet. Can you come out with me tonight?" And Maxine walks up. She goes, "No, no, no. Hold on a second. I got one of the top photographers." Of uh, hand models in the world. He wants to take a look at Otis. Otis. So Otis is torn. He says, you know what? Let's do it, master. He's talking to Chad Gable, as master. So they go out for the match. But of course, you know, these guys are in there working their asses off. They're throwing dragon suplexes. Legit dragon suplex with a bridge for a near fall. And out comes Maxine. And she talks Otis into leaving. Which, of course, distracts Chad Gable. He is hit with the sliced bread shooting star, and he is pinned.
4: Do you think this wraps up in enough time where on one of those two nights we end up with maximum male models against American Alpha or whatever? No, 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 no. Team Gable.
3: Then we had Bianca and Asuka versus Chelsea and Piper Niven. I mean, dude, Bianca and Asuka can't get along from the opening bell, which begs the question, like, why did they even bother to come out together? Like, they won't tag each other. They neither wants the other in the ring. Then of course, you know, I like to get behind my baby faces, but they did a spot where Oscar clearly, clearly accidentally hit Bianca. Of course, Bianca has to be that baby face that gets mad about it, even though it was clearly an accident. She starts yelling at Oscar, she hits Piper with the KOD for the pin, and then Oscar jumps Bianca afterwards, and this was like the, the point of booking angles is to, at the at the least, at the least, I should be as excited as I was before. At best, I should be more excited. When Asuka won that chamber, and they were going to do Asuka and Bianca, I was like so excited for that match. Every angle they've done, I care less. Oh, last week, she's out there playing keep away with the belt and laughing. I don't care. This week, they can't get along, and she jumps her from behind after the match. I don't care. You have effectively made me care less about a match I wanted to see. This was bad. Do we know why she's leaking blue goo? I don't know what's going on. And then Roman Solo and Paul come down to the ring. Cody comes out for the promo that we talked about earlier. And uh, and the, the key to all of this, you know, you don't need to know all of the details, but what you need to know is they are planting seeds for another year's worth of storylines. With Kevin, Sammy, Cody, Roman, Solo, Jay, Jimmy. They're planting seeds now. This is not a deal where we're going to go to WrestleMania and then the next day we got to figure out where we're going to go from there. WrestleMania is the end point for a lot of these stories, but it is also the beginning for brand new stories leading into the following year's WrestleMania. So they're teasing like, you know, Jay wants to turn on Roman. He's going to turn on this guy. And then Jimmy's going to leave. And Paul's not going to want anything to do with you. And, you know, Sammy and Jimmy, even though they're they're fighting for the tag team titles, I mean, they've still made it clear that, like, Jay didn't want to do it. He did not want to do it. But he felt like he had to. So there's a lot of things that they're setting up. And uh, that's much better than sometimes in the old days where WrestleMania is the end. Now we got to figure out what to do. And no, it's not Vince planting seeds. Get, get real. Back in a moment Observer Live.
1: 800-754-4531.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back
3: in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. First here says, I wonder if the KO, Sammy, and Usos match will end up being right before the Roman match on night two. Have the entire last hour or so of the second night of mania be the collapse of the bloodline and leave doubt in people's mind. They're not really going to have them lose back-to-back like that. I like that idea.
4: It's not a bad I one. Like I, it. I still like the idea, and I, they probably are going to go with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, which I think is a mistake. If if Charlotte was as hot as Rhea was, then I think it would be a fine thing to do. But I think the Usos losing and Reigns just either just staring holes through them at the end of the show as Sammy and Kevin celebrate – And then we have at some point in the lead up to the second night of WrestleMania, Roman, I guess I got to get it done for everybody since you guys failed me again. And then because if you're playing anything into Roman against Jay, you might as well go ahead and start it that weekend.
3: I believe that it's likely going to be Rhea and Charlotte because it's not all it is. Everybody is it's a WWE thing. There are two nights of mania. They want one night to be main evented by the women. They want one night to be main evented by the men. And in, in reality, based on the programs that are the hottest, yes, it should be the tag title match main eventing night one and the universal title match main eventing night two. That's what it should be. Those are the two hottest programs. It should be irrelevant whether it's men or women. If you have a year where two women's programs are the hottest programs in the company, then on both nights, the women should main event. But if that's not the case, you're forcing something to main event that shouldn't necessarily main event. So, ain't my company. Ever mentioned that? But what I can mention about my company is that Lance Storm will be joining us 2 Pacific 5 Eastern. He's got a lot to talk about. Video.f4wonline.com, wrestlingobserver.com. Sign up today, everybody. You will not regret it. We'll talk to you again next time. Why didn't you just plug that earlier? Wrestling Observer Live.